Well, hello, everybody. Here we are again. I'm telling you, we've been kind of laughing, goofing off a little bit here in the studio. So uh, what a great day. What an awesome day. People don't realize, I tell people this when I talk to them and they ask about the podcast here, they don't realize until I tell them how much you pick on me before we get started on these episodes. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody believes mm -hmm. I pick, pick on, on me. Oh, yes. Tear me down. You know, it's really awesome. I mean, I was just looking at your, your jacket that you have on today. And, of course, most people are going to realize that it's kind of winter time cold here, right? Mm -hmm. You can't tell that from being in this room. but And, um, man, we had a powerful snow, didn't we? Yeah. yeah Great we snow. Yeah. yeah. We don't get as many as we... As we used to. Used to, but... Uh, yeah, when I first moved here, we'd get like five inches, and then it'd be a couple of weeks, you get five more, and then a week, and you get five more. I mean, it layered on each other. Of course, but, it's just that uh, cycle, because other places are getting dumped on. Getting pounded. Like we normally do, so yeah. we've had the cold, but uh, not too bad. Yeah, you and I were in a, we were in a conference down south, and yeah. it just poured the rain. I personally would rather have the snow yeah than the rain yeah because then you've got ice yeah yeah we got a little bit of ice there so we were yeah. in uh, tennessee doing yeah. a, a wellness conference down yeah. there a wellness summit yeah with a bunch of law enforcement officers which was really cool yeah. people that represent law enforcement officers well tell everybody because some people may be watching like family members and people that not yeah. They don't really understand what that means, wellness. Yeah, tool. so, you know, uh, one of the things that, uh, I guess we've talked about it a couple of times, but that the profession has really done, uh, probably in the last, definitely within the last five years, on a national stage, national mm -hmm. platform, is placed to focus on uh, officer wellness, meaning uh, psychological, emotional wellness, not just physical wellness. Right. And, so, and I know they intertwine some of that too now, but oh yeah, most yeah, definitely, yeah. most definitely, and so uh, which is all really good. But right. this summit was the first time, uh, really, on a national platform that they have now folded in and allowed the opportunity to have a discussion on spiritual wellness, which is right. what we had the opportunity to uh, be a part of, attend, and then also speak about as well. So I was able to speak about really faith and resiliency in the profession and how right. do you have that the resilient response of an officer in working through uh those things so like we've talked about on here right uh, you know a lot of people talk about post-traumatic stress right um and especially with acute issues of trauma uh psychological trauma physical trauma right. but we talked about the spiritual trauma there you and go. the spiritual trauma kit um that officers can employ. And so in doing that, it's the resiliency of the officer. And it was just an awesome time to get to meet folks from around the country. It was really cool. It uh, was. We got yeah, to we do, got to you know, a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people. And also hear from a lot of people that had already been watching the podcast. Right. Which was really neat. That was neat. Right. And from a lot I of mean, different states. I mean, to be in a total different state and area and yeah. people are coming and say, Hey, yeah. Hey, you're the, yeah, yeah. that's pretty wild. And then, uh, also people that we met through talking about it with the conversation, then they learned about the podcast hearing from these other, other right. guys and gals that were like, Hey, I'm watching that. And so we had, we had folks that if they had not seen it before, they, they went and watched some of the podcast while we were there during right. the week and then came back and we're like, Hey, 
yeah. I'm all in. Really good reviews, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so awesome. uh, it, was, it was an awesome time. It was a good time. Uh, talked to a lot of people in a lot of different states, and I think more and more we're going to see these conversations and some of the tough conversations occur within the profession. And I, w- I won't speak for you, but speaking for myself, I was able to see very vividly in person the hunger and the thirst for this missing piece oh no doubt about it uh i had quite a few people that came and talked to me about the necessity and why we haven't had this uh before or they haven't heard anything talked about about this issue before i really loved your analogy about a three-legged stool yeah that uh that uh, law enforcement would do a great job of two of the legs of the stool, right? Uh, but somehow it's been, and, and of course we know it's it's our enemy, our arch enemy, the devil. He's mm-hmm. the father of all lies. So we know it's just a lie when people talk about uh, spiritual issues being, oh, that's weak. Well, mm-hmm. you got to be weak, or you, you know, that's like that's sissy stuff. You mm-hmm. don't want to. Uh, actually, it's the very core of your being. You take your spirit out, uh, as we have sadly had to do and handle uh, line-of-duty deaths, the word death means your spirit is no longer in the body. Mm-hmm. So it's the strongest part of you. Right. We're talking about it being the weakest part of you. Your spirit will outlive the strength of your flesh. Right. And sadly, in some people who struggle with uh, Alzheimer's or dementia or anything of that nature, your spirit will outlive the strength of your mind. So it's actually great point. It's actually the strongest part. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't think about they it that don't. way, but that's actually Bec- really true. Right. Because they think, well, if I'm intelligent, if I have a keen mind, if I've got great common sense, which cops need common sense, uh, or if if I'm physically fit, I mean, you know, and we need to be. Those things need to be dealt with, right? But the core element Mm-hmm. that keeps you on this planet doing the great job you do uh, is also to the bedrock, your spirit. And I like you talking about that. I, I don't know that I've thought about it that way because most people, they don't think about in you know the travesty. And, and, I mean, almost every family has been afflicted in some shape or manner by Alzheimer's or dementia, a right. family member, a loved one. And it's a tragic, torturous yeah. I lost my granddad to that. Right. Um, But it's a clear demonstration in the physical scene world that that your spirit can outlive your mind. Yeah. You don't think about your mind decaying away much like your physical body. You know, a lot of people, I think, connect their spirit to their mind, to their their thinking mind, their emotions. Yeah, the soul. Right. And so uh, they don't they don't understand that key distinction, I think. And. A lot of times, not really their fault. I mean, nobody's ever taken the time to talk to them about it or explain exactly. it to them. Which is why we're doing that. I that's mean, right. I, I really think that's a key part of what we do here. Yeah, is maybe giving you another perspective that you haven't thought about that may open your eyes to say, "Holy schmoly, I didn't realize there was uh, yeah that that in situation in my life." Well, and at the summit, it was pretty cool. We had uh, Doctor Kevin Gill Martin was there, oh, and most man. folks in law enforcement and and family members as well are familiar with him and his work, his uh, book that he did, Emotional Survival for Law Enforcement and Their Families. And while you were 
on that, mm-hmm. let, me, let me say to every family member, mm-hmm. uh, you may not be a police officer, but I want to highly recommend, uh, and I recommend this to all recruits and their families when I yeah. talk to them. Um, sometimes I get asked to talk to them from a community basis. Um, get that book. Yeah, That book will help you, and we'll talk straight to you at the camera for just a second. That book will help you understand your LEO that's in your home and what they deal with and give you an insight that you are not going to get anywhere else that has been a crucial creator of a lot of stress and additional arguments in homes that it will literally bring some peace to your home. I think you would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We've always recommended that for many years now and uh, it's been a, a world of help in it and it transcends all levels of um uh you know stages in the career sure uh, so it's, it's very helpful for a recruit but just as helpful for a very seasoned officer and many retired officers tell us hey man i wish i had that book when i was on the job right so tell say the title one more time emotional survival for law enforcement and their families emotional survival for law enforcement and their families i, I slowed it down for the southern people and their fact because i'm from the south you talking real fast mm-hmm. for the fa- yeah. for law enforcement and their families and it is dr Kevin Gilmartin. Kevin Gilmartin. Yeah, so he was at the conference. We were able to talk to him. I'm hopeful. Uh, talk to him a little bit about maybe he'll come on the podcast here on R&R. Yeah. Share some information oh, about that. Um, not trying to put him on the spot. But, no, I uh, hope he hope, does. Hopeful that that can happen. He seemed to have an interest. But you know what was interesting, and I trust he doesn't mind me sharing this, he made very clear that, hey, the spiritual side isn't my my wheelhouse of what I focus on. I'm on this emotional psychological but also metaphysical um kind of uh, realm as well and 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 you know like i shared with him that's that's perfect you know because we can have these kinds of discussions how do they interlock and intertwine so shout out to uh, dr gil martin and it was awesome getting to hear him and see him and talk with him again hopefully we can have him on here sometime yeah i hope so we also got to hang out with some new buds new friends so shout out to cj from florida we had uh, donald from georgia Uh, Alex from North Carolina, yeah. uh, Brian from Texas, Come on, uh, who Brian. was really uh, strong in the faith and uh, really encouraging and was a blessing just to hear feedback yeah. from him. And then Gregory and Nelson from Florida as well. Yeah. And then, of course, we had our good friend that we met, uh, Dr. Phil, yeah. not that Dr. Phil, no. but uh, yeah. uh, he knows really, who he is. really cool Dr. That's Phil right. from uh, Mississippi and Tennessee. We, we had a uh, our dear friend, a new friend, but uh, that sat with us from New York. He was an officer retired from New York. Yeah. And uh, was in Florida. And his accent was so funny. It was so awesome. You could tell he was a New Yorker. It was <laughs> so awesome. it's awesome getting to get out and yeah. uh, getting being able to be around folks again and interact. Absolutely present, speak, share some messages, some words of encouragement, but a message of hope. And, um, you know, hopefully we, we can continue to do that. I think more and more what I'm seeing is not just in like the realm of our um, traditional law enforcement groups like the National FOP, the IACP, the Chiefs Association, mm-hmm. yeah. um, some, but some of the training uh, associations and groups as well as uh, cops, concerns for police survivors. Right. Um, you know, uh, maybe opportunities where we can also present some of these uh, just uh, thought-provoking messages, but absolutely uh, heart-provoking yeah, messages. A deeper 
just a deeper level, or you could say just putting another leg under the stool. That's it. Yeah. That's it, right? Yeah. Because you can literally, you can balance on two legs on a stool, mm-hmm. uh, but you can never let your feet come off the ground and put total faith. Here's the deal. You can never, ever rest your total weight That's right. and burden mm-hmm. and faith on a two-legged stool. Yeah, you need all three legs. That's right. For R&R, rest and relaxation there. And so when you when you truly, here's how you truly know you're walking with a great faith in your heart. When you can completely relax mm-hmm. in great peace, that what you're resting your life in will hold you up. Uh, Billy and Graham. never fail. <clears throat> Reverend Billy Graham, I share this often in some of my public remarks. He, he, uh, he had a he had a great quote and uh, talked about reclining your full weight that on is. Jesus. That's saving faith, and that's really is what we're talking about with <clears throat> that's this right. three legged stool. You can recline your full weight upon Him, yep. and we've talked about it before, right? Lay it all yep. on Him. Lay it all at His feet. I'm and, sitting uh, on rest. this chair right now. I could literally tuck, pull my feet up and tuck them under me, mm-hmm. and put my. I have full trust that this chair is going to hold me up. Mm-hmm. This chair, though, is also built by faith. Mm-hmm. It took somebody believing that you could take metal and cloth and uh, whatever this plastic uh, leather-looking stuff, I don't think they're leather, um, and bearings and, and all this stuff, and they firmly believed that they could design and make this chair. Total yeah. faith. Yeah. But... It's faith that I can then place my faith in. And even though I have nothing on the floor that I'm not holding myself up at all, I can put my total faith in this chair. That's really what it's like to put your total faith in God Mm -hmm. and in the Word of God as a human being, as a law enforcement officer, as a military man, as a doctor, as a banker, as a lawyer, yeah, as a lawyer, <laughs> as <laughs> be careful. Oh, I'm being mm-hmm. careful. I got precious lawyer friends. They love God with all their heart, and and they really do love us too. But I was just funning. All that, uh, a, a precious mother who her greatest job, and oh, buddy, is it a tough job? Uh, she's at home raising the children, right? Uh, taking care of the home. Uh, being a wonderful homemaker. Um, I, I hate for people, especially ladies who say, well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Mm. Uh, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a law enforcement officer's wife, mm-hmm. you're not just a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. You are a prayer warrior, buddy, mm-hmm. right? Mm. So, I mean, to do that, especially today when there's such a voice that women are less than if they stay at home mm-hmm. and take care of the family and the children and do all that. Uh, you try it sometime. Yeah. Guarantee you'll be wanting to get back to the office right. in a hurry because right. uh, that's hard work. When we are dealing with <clears throat> wellness, total wellness, that's why we came to do this podcast mm. uh, because we want officers to be totally whole well, uh, not only from the outside and mentally, but also from the inside, because you really do live life from the inside out. 
Well, it's also how you build resolve. Mm-hmm. And that's a word we don't talk about a lot. Yeah. But we really, and I say, I mean that collectively as a society. Yeah. But there's a lot of, a, a lot of power, but there's a lot of depth to that word because resolve is complete, right? That's right. Resolve is a complete package. And when you talk about this concept of this three-legged stool, you don't have resolve when you're only on those two legs That's trying to right. balance and do all those other things. That's right. Uh, but when you have full and complete trust and faith, and then it develops into resolve, which is what you see in folks with a strong faith life that you look at them and you say, how do they find peace in the middle of the storm? Oh, yeah. How do how they, they make it through that? How do they have joy when they're living in torment? Some, yeah. some folks, right? And it's because they have this deep abiding faith that translates into this uh, demonstration of resolve um, where they're resolute That's in right. where they put their faith and confidence and uh, the uh, the worldly events that pass them by can't knock them off, co- off, off course at all. And that's why we always talk about plant yourself firmly in the middle of his truth. Of his truth, that's right. And waver no more. And, and the wonderful thing, when we talk about balance, you, you do, that is a picture of God and his character because mm. he is totally balanced. Right. Um, just so you know, and to the world, I would say, uh, law enforcement officers, police officers, chef deputies, those who serve the law are also, I have found, to be balanced in that, yes, they're they're there to uphold the law, the law of the community, which actually comes from the law of God, uh, what's right to stand for those who are who can't stand for themselves, the elderly, the children, the but man, I've also seen officers come and be totally filled with compassion, mercy. I'll never forget, it's etched in my mind where uh, there was a car accident, cars upside down, mom and dad were pulled out of the car. Uh, the car actually, it's a personal story of mine because we watched it. I watched this car lose control in the median on the interstate past my truck. I was doing 70 past my truck. I had two little boys in the truck at that time. This guy's accelerator stuck and the car, and he couldn't control the car. So to keep from hitting us and hitting anybody else, uh, which would have killed them all, it was a big 18-wheeler coming on the other side of the road. That's why I was in the passing lane. He came up on us so fast. I, I never saw him in my rearview mirror. I just looked and saw, here's a car. This lady is clinging to the side of the door, you could see the absolute painful horror on her face, and 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 the, and the guy is just as scared in the drive. I'm I can look down and see, and I'm like, what in the world is this guy doing passing me on the, on the in the in the median mm-hmm. on um, on seventy four coming from Cincinnati? It's actually when we were planning our church here. And I was coming over for a Sunday night service. Accelerator had stuck. The cruise somehow got jammed and held the accelerator down. That's what they determined later. I checked on them later at the hospital. This car flips end over end over end, right? Guess who's in the back seat? Hmm. And a little little boy mm-hmm. in his car seat. 
Car ends up on its top. Mom and dad gets pulled out. We pulled over, helped. Mom and dad gets pulled out. Little boy in the car seat never woke up Hmm. upside down, hanging by the straps, right? But you should have seen the police officers that were there, right? Right. They're there. I'll never forget, it's etched in my mind, this big, huge, burly cop, right? I mean, massive, big shoulders, big kind of guy that you would not want pulling you out of your vehicle mm-hmm. or going sideways. And he's got this little boy. When he gets him out, he's got this little boy. And and it's the most beautiful, precious sight of compassion that you would want to look at. Mm. So, yes, uh, officers can come through your door and handle business. But also, yes, there's a balance of that compassion and that mercy. Uh, I know you've seen it many times, so have I, where officers have to take a break, walk away, turn their back on the scene, and they're having a moment, right? Well, you know, uh, a friend of ours named Bill Westfall, he teaches a lot on leadership and law enforcement, and there's another guy that I'd love to have on the podcast sometime. Great, great man. Love it. But he does a great block of instruction related to the book on Abraham Lincoln that's called Still and Velvet. Mm -hmm. Still and Velvet. Still and Velvet, yeah. And um, that's what the the image is, right? It is. Is this balance. Right. Um, and for, especially for then applying that to officers of having that, the, the steel, the resolve, right. right? The warrior spirit, the spirit, right. The steel. And then I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is then when you've got the velvet side, which is the, the heart, the, the, um, the care, the compassion, right. All together, that complete package is what makes the resolve. The resolve of the American law enforcement officer. That's why I keep trying to convey when we're talking to folks in the community, but also within the profession, just reminding our officers, why is it that you do what you do, man? Why is it that you do what you do, sister? Why are you... And then, and then driving back to that, because when you go back to why you're doing this and why you started it and what... What really drove drove you in that, it reminds you what's really important. And, and do you know that most officers that you talk to, if not all, will tell you that they did not start this job to go out and be the baddest, toughest, wild. Oh, yeah. No, every one of them, I want to help somebody. Yeah. Every one of them, it's a message of compassion and care. It's only after that first year that you start seeing, holy dogs, this is crazy out here, right? Right. And then that harder shell after you've seen all the things you've seen. I remember a a scene where an officer, there was actually a a young man, well, it was a boy. I think he was like 11 years old. Uh, He he has uh, mental disabilities Mm -hmm. uh, and some physical disabilities, um, kind of a... Uh, generic breakdown and so um, and he is having a meltdown uh, on the street uh, he's lost he's can't he, he ran off got distracted lost sight of where his mom was and he is having a meltdown on the street and this officer is standing over him talking to him and then when he realizes that he's got some Challenges. Some challenges. This 
so now I'm going to try not to get, you know, teary-eyed. This officer's big old guy lays down beside of him Mm -hmm. and just talks to him. Finally, the little boy flips over, and he's talking to him about the clouds and talking to him about the sun, the sky, and this little boy flips over. He wasn't little, but, I mean, just for the sake of the story, flips over, and they're laying there, and they're head-to-head, even though they're laying opposite directions, they're head-to-head, and all of a sudden you see tear-stained eyes for the little boy, but he's got this big grin on his face. Yeah. And the officer has this grin, and then as the as as the scene goes on, he gets up and helps him and, and helps him find his mom. See, that, that compassion, that drive, the call that every officer hears and receives is because God's not only put a gift in you to handle evil, but he's also put a gift in you to be compassionate. Well, I think the key for officers to remember, though, is that uh, you're you're not called to do that alone. You don't do it by yourself. That's Where right. does that come from? Where does it right? come from? And like you talked about, you know, with that visual of the officer coming alongside the child in this story is, you know, when when you learn more and, and use the key of opening up this book, and That's this book right. starts to reveal to you <clears throat> some of these true eternal, not secrets, but eternal truths, um, you find that God himself sends a helper, sends a comforter to come alongside you, just like this officer and the the, the little boy there. And it is God. That's right. The Holy Spirit. That's right. And, uh, you know, so, you know, in the Bible, uh, Jesus talks about that, right? He says, I have to go away. So that he can come. That's right. right? But in doing that, even when he says, I've got to go away, I'm going to send. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send someone for that's you, right? right? Yep. And, uh, Somebody to help you. That's right. And But you know what? A lot of our officers, they get so focused on, i got to do this by myself. Uh, we've all, uh, you know, there's some of the phrases are, we're all that we've got, right? And there's some validity to sure, that. Absolutely. Right? Officers can't call 911. Right. They are 911. They are. Right. That's right. Uh, and so that's important that we remember that. But it can be detrimental if you get locked into the thought process that there is no other help out there for you that's as an right. individual officer. Yep. And the good news is, the good news yeah. is, is that there is a helper, a comforter uh, that is sent by God, is God. Uh, through his spirit to connect with your spirit. That's right. And this Bible, this book tells us about that. Yeah. And and he gifts you, uh, there is the gift of compassion. He gifts you mm. with uh, the gift of compassion or mercy, mm. where when you when that part of you, now sometimes you've got to be, you've got to you've got to do what you got to do. Right. That's the that's the phrase that we use. Uh, hey, I, I had to do what I had to do. Uh, sometimes it's to save your life. Sometimes it's to save others' lives. Yeah, you want to help somebody, but sometimes you've yeah. got to enforce the law, you make an arrest, the law, do You've got to protect yep. your own well-being. You've got to protect the well-being of the community. Um, but then there's another part of that that is uh, having great compassion on a person's plight. Another Seeing another human being 
and the breaking and the crushing that's taken place in their life. And that is the character of God. See, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of cops don't realize a lot of the things in their work character actually is God's character. Yeah, it's a reflection of it. They may not give him credit for it, but it's a reflection of God, of the character of God working through you that was put there so that you could have a propensity or a desire or answer that great call that you answered to be a law enforcement officer. Right. It's not just the career. It is a calling and God doesn't call you without equipping you right. to be able to fulfill that call. Well, and the key piece that he equips you with is his own spirit, his there own you go. character. So in John chapter 14, the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, fourth book of the New Testament. Of the New Testament. The right. New Testament. This is, this is Jesus, his own words. Now we know that because if you have... Now, you can get a Bible that doesn't have his words in red, but like mine has his words in red, so it's easy to know that it's him talking, right? And he says, um, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now, officers help people remember to keep the commandments of the city, ordinances we would call them, what we should do, what's right. This is the same thing Jesus says to his disciples, to his men he's talking to. So this is in John 14, John verse 14, 15. verse 15. Gotcha. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. So they had a comforter. Wait, let me finish reading. Hold. Another comforter. Comforter. This is not talking about a blanket on your bed. That he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and shall be in you. So Jesus says, I'm going to give you, I'm going to send another comforter. So that means they've already had a comforter and the men he's talking to are those who've been with him. Now in my translation, it says helper. Helper. So helper, comforter. Helper, comforter. Uh, one, the, the, in the Greek, it would be the word parakletos, which means one who comes uh, alongside of. That's why that translation would say helper. Cops um, will key in on that. Yeah. They'll, they'll, just let me share this. this so is a just partner. A, this right? is just an aside. Do it. What's, what's, the, what's the Greek term? Parakletos. They'll all key in on that because they know something very similar to that, which yeah. is a brand of right. uh, armor come on uh rifle plate armor consistently um but uh equipment and it's called paraclete and so there you go you know most officers would say i never thought about where that came from do you think it could have something to do with this greek yes. term yes. greek word which means again the greek word means comforter right helper comes alongside, comes alongside you, you stays close yeah. where to does you. it go yeah. that's right yeah. yeah, that's great. Man. Yeah. It wasn't parakeet. It was paraclete. <laughs> Just making sure everybody. Right. right. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but you know, it's uh, it reminds officers that here again, a lot of what we do ties back to uh, this oh, word. Oh God. That's right. 
Whew, we go deep when we start making uh, parakeet noises, don't we? Well, we, yeah. not we. Yeah. Not we. <laughs> <laughs> See, I pick on you before the program so nobody ever sees it. You mm-hmm. pick on mm-hmm. me during mm-hmm. the program. I see. How, well, I did set myself up for that, though. Mm. So he says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. And won't you look at me? Yeah. You're never, ever, ever, ever going to get rid of the Holy Spirit. Right. You may ignore him. You may not acknowledge him, which he says the world, that they don't, they don't, they don't know him because they don't see him. That's they, right. they only want something they can see. They only believe that something is helping them or there because they see it. So therefore, they don't use faith. Without faith, Hebrews chapter 11, it's impossible to please God. For first, you must believe that he is. Secondly, you must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently look for him or seek him. So with faith, right, again, you're reclining your full weight on him. On and him. when you do that, then he can receive you. That's right. And then and help you. And you can receive him. Support you. And be alongside you. For your entire career, he'll never abandon you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. And he will help you utilize every facet of what you're called to do when it's necessary. But he'll also embolden that and make it even greater than anything that you could try to do to develop it, even though you're going to use natural means to develop those skills, he comes with his super, you come with your natural, and God works in you to make a supernatural. I always like to say supernatural cop, right? So let's flush that out just a little bit more because I know for a fact there's many officers that struggle with this, not just officers, but just fellow neighbors, right, Right. that um, have been tragically hurt by another or – they hear what you're saying, but it makes them, if, if they're not as familiar with it, it makes them think of maybe a loved one, mm-hmm. maybe a father, maybe a grandfather, a grandma sure. who cared and loved on them and did all these things and really made an impact in their life. And then that loved one passed, right? right. And, you know, they still struggle with that. They've never right. gotten off of that. Yeah. Uh, they've never gotten over that. Right. Um, it's been a hang up in their life because they put... They put their trust, they put their faith in this loved one right. who left them, who passed, maybe took their own life, right? Yep. Um, and and yep. so they're they're tormented by that. And what they say is, they left me. Yep. They left me yep. alone. Yep. They, they left me behind, right? Maybe uh, you're a young child and your parents divorced, yep. and uh, you felt like one of your parents or both of your parents even left you, deserted you. The message that transforms folks is that when they've lived a life of that and then they discover that by putting your faith in God, he sends his spirit, he puts his spirit inside of you, and from then on, you're never alone again. Never. Even when you think you're by yourself, uh, you're not. You're not. You're together with him. And that's why when when you pray, you're communing really via and with that spirit in you. That's right. And um, 
that's a powerful, powerful thing, it's man. Powerful. And I want this God. It transforms he people when they it. realize that's that. That's right. That you're never alone never. again. That's his word. And even when this world deserts you, if you're an officer and you stood on those skirmish on. lines and riots and you felt like the whole community you've loved poured your heart and soul in and turned their back on you, remember this. Even if your fellow officers weren't standing next to you at points right. in time, you were and are never alone. I mean never alone. And that's the power when we say he's as close as the call of his name. That's the reason right. why he's as close as the call of his name is because he's alongside you. Now, if you push him away or you say, I don't want you, I don't want to talk to you, I don't want to hear from you, right? Uh, uh, yep. Anger toward God. Uh, he's a God of free will. But he's he's as close as the call of his name. That's and so right. at some point in time, we use the phrase, there's no atheist in foxholes. Well, that's right. We've talked about that before. It's not to say that people don't believe in God, can't serve, right. can't do all these other things. But at some point in time, when you're buried in it <laughs> and you're in your foxhole and you got nobody else with you, you that's feel right. like you're alone, nobody else you can call upon, you can call upon the name of the Lord. Yeah, he never leaves. That's right. Because he is the breath you breathe. That's right. He never leaves. Now, you, this is why uh, not acknowledging him is so really bad for us, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Right. It's because he's there. Without him, you wouldn't have breath. But you but you choose not to acknowledge that he's there. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, you're not going to hurt God's feelings. He can be grieved. Most That's of what right. he's grieved about, of course, is sin or the lack of trust or not not believing or accepting him. Separating from him. Separating. That's right. But but um, but that's a grieving of knowing what's in your future. Yeah. It's it's like one time, uh, Jacob, my oldest son, uh, he was a little boy. Uh, we had a steep driveway that came down a hill and then turned into a two-car garage underneath our house at a ranch, full basement. And uh, he loved he loved to ride his big wheel. Mm-hmm. That boy loved to ride his big wheel. Ride his big wheel, come down, and then slide around, slide that thing around, and then he would stop right in front of the garage doors. And, and, uh, and he kept going higher mm-hmm. and higher and higher. And I finally, I finally said, son, um, you don't want to keep going any further than daddy told you because you're going to get up there and you're not going to be able to make that turn. Okay, daddy. And he kept going higher and higher and higher. I I saw it. I saw it coming. It didn't matter how many times I told him not to do it. Guess what? He pushed past the limit. Mm -hmm. Comes flying down the hill. This time he's going so fast. He can't keep his feet on the pedals. Straight into an oak tree. Right. Face first. Pow. Right. I wasn't angry at him because he disobeyed me. I was grieved because I knew that tree hurt. That's right. You can't be uh, a little boy or a child and go face first into an oak tree, a white oak tree, and it not leave a mark, and it hurt. And it left a mark, and it hurt. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't leave him on the ground saying, see, and see what you did, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. And I walked over as his father and picked him up, held him in my arms, 
patted him, said, son, that's why daddy didn't want you to, to do that. Uh, I knew that was going to hurt. I'm so sorry for the pain. I couldn't take the pain away because the consequences of smashing your face into a tree is that you got pain and Leaves an impression. Oh, it, left it. it did not leave one in the tree, I'll guarantee you. Well, he didn't do that again, right? Right. But he also knew that daddy loved him uh, and had compassion on him even in a moment of his disobedience. I didn't run in the house. Oh, I got the worst son in the world. He's not smart enough not to face smash a tree. No, my presence was still there. I still love him. I'm still going to pick him up. But, you know, think about that. That's it what happens, God does. It happens yeah. in life with folks. That's that right. They say uh, now transcendent to their um, relationship or their view upon God. If if God loved me so much, if my father loved me so much, why would he allow that to happen to me? Yeah, right? That's right. Well, he, he, he does a lot to, to prevent it. That's right. But, again, he, he is a God of free will. He wants you to choose him. And if, if you choose not to follow his commands, yes. uh, you know, you can say suggestions, but commands of what Thank he knows you. is best for you, yeah. there are going to be consequences. D- but it also doesn't mean that he leaves you after that. That's right. Just like you were, as close as the call of your name. That's right. And, uh, and uh, like we say, he comes running every time. Yes, he Every does. time. Every time. And uh, I think that's important for people to hear. I think it restores their a, a right view. It turns yeah. them right side back up into how they view God. And and the other key thing is, you didn't cause the bad thing to happen no. to your son. I actually tried to prevent it. Just like God doesn't cause bad things to happen in the world. That's right. There is a spirit of evil that does that. That's comes exactly to right. Kill, steal, and destroy. But God, who is life and life more abundant, He sent. He's got a spirit. He's got a spirit, the comforter. And so, that's this one. So let's play that. So this may help some people. Let's play that out. Uh, okay, there were natural circumstances involved. Right. Some things that happen on the earth are natural circumstances. Uh, nature. They're, they're laws of nature. Yeah. Right? You, you jump out of a perfectly good airplane. Uh, things go wrong. The force of nature is you're coming to the earth, my friend. Rapidly. Rapidly. And uh, don't think there's a pillow thick enough. Right. Well, I take that back. We do know of one guy that free fell and landed in a net and survived. So um, first to ever do that, I believe. But if you and I did that, our parachute didn't open, we're in trouble, right? But he had faith in the net. But he had faith in the net. Come on. Mm -hmm. So there is natural circumstances but but the truth of what really brought that on was disobedience. Was willful disobedience. Now, that's not the case for every bad thing that happens in life. But a lot of times... But there are consequences when, consequences. when you have... So, when, and when you're saying willful, that's yeah. reinforcing free will, the gift of free will. And it doesn't have to be necessarily the will of the person that becomes the victim of that circumstance. No, 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 that's right. It can also be the willful disobedience of the person who perpetrates upon uh, an innocent, we call them an innocent victim. That's right. Now, here's the thing. Nobody on this planet is truly innocent. That's the misnomer that we present. Mm -hmm. 
in our human nature to absolve us from really giving an account for our life before God. Then we look at everybody on the earth and they're all innocent people and why would such a loving God let innocent people get hurt? Well, first of all, you're really presenting a false narrative in that everybody on the earth is innocent. Mm -hmm. We are not. We're born into sin. Mm -hmm. Every human being, human being, walks on two legs, born of a woman, born of the water, which your water breaks, born of flesh. Every human being is guilty of the sin of Adam. None of us None of us are exempt. So to start out a conversation about why would God let such great, horrible things happen to so many innocent people, you first have to correct the statement, we are not innocent. Well, here's a great counterpoint to that as well that uh, I share sometimes with folks. When they get trapped in that line of thinking, if God is so compassionate, why would he allow such a horrible, tragic thing to happen to such a good person, right? I think there's a lot of value in just a counterbalance to that to point out that God is so compassionate because really we all deserve way worse. Oh, right. That he lets the planet stand and on, I mean, and function. And he gives us individually the opportunity to correct course, to come back to him. Thank you. So, you know, a lot of times people get hung up on just the word sin. Sin is really just separation from God, really turning your back on God and saying, I know better. Hey, Dad, I know better. I can go a little bit further on this hill. Thank you very much. I'm just going to turn from your suggestion, your command. Yeah, that was a suggestion. And, uh, and then you have this bad outcome. The, the great news is that even after the bad outcome, in the middle of the storm or before, you can turn back to the Father. You can turn back to God Amen. and allow his favor to shine upon you. That's right. He wants, he wants yeah. nothing but good for yeah. you. Yeah. That's why people run from this book because they think it's just a book of, of rules and regulations. It's not. It's actually a book of instructions on how to prevent consequences and things that will come against your life that will harm you and hurt you. Yeah. Do, do you know there was a study done on not on becoming a Christian, but but just living out the moral value of what Jesus alone spoke. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not the entire Bible, just Jesus and what he said to do. That if every human being just solely, just not because it was Jesus or become a Christian per se, but just live by the principles of the Bible, okay? That you would eradicate more than 50% of known diseases today in an instant. Mm-hmm. No time. Just in one instant, those diseases would be eradicated because many of the diseases that have come upon mankind have come because of sin, mm-hmm. have come because someone committed sin. Think about biological warfare, mm-hmm. right? Where human beings release things on other human beings. Why is that such an atrocity? Because people are sinning against 
people and using disease to do it. Well, so let's talk about that because again, people get hung up on the word sin, right? right? They think right. You're, you're it's a it's a judgment, it's a your judgment call upon them. No, right. it is separation from God, turning your back to what is right and true. That's right, right. So this same Jesus we talked about, yeah, uh, there were some pretty religious dudes tried to trap him, right. tried to jam him up in some questions. That's right. Uh, they weren't even playing good cop, bad cop. They were playing no. bad cop. That's right. And they were trying to jam For him his up whole life. and trick him and jam him up in their line of questioning to him. And they were asking him which is the most command, which is the most important commandments, right? Not suggestions, commandments, commandments of God. That's right. And you'll recall what he said in that is love God. He boiled it down to two. And love your neighbor. And love your neighbor as yourself. Now, here's the great point to make in all that. And he said, if you do those two things, all the rest of the commands become fulfilled because you can't do those two things. Those two things are requirements for the rest to occur. That's right. Well, so here's the point. When we're talking about <clears throat> sin, and even with bioweapons and war and all these other things, you can't have war without losing the love for your neighbor. You're warring against your neighbor, correct? Right. And so I just think it's it's important to keep it in that right perspective and not allow it to get lost in this philosophical or emotional response to the word sin that it really is boiled down to you're just not following those commandments from the one who made you. Well, you missed the mark, right? That's it. So if you take officers out on the range, they go through it in the academy. Uh, you're teaching them how to uh, military, the whole nine yards. You get your shooter medal, uh, you know, your little rifle in the Army where you, you got down and you hit a target out. Really, uh, this issue of sin is about missing the mark. It's about there's a target set before you, and if you don't aim at it, you don't hit it. Sometimes we aim at it and miss it anyway. Right. Uh, we aim high, we aim low, but we're really looking at the target. Um, some people miss it because they never aim at the target, right? right. They never hit it. Uh, they live a life of missing the target. It's not uh, It's not trying to um, uh, denigrate people or, or stir up some kind of hurt or wound. It, it's, it's really... It's like taking a scope and dialing it in so that the crosshairs are exactly where you want it and you hit the bullseye every time. God wants us to hit the bullseye every time. So much so that knowing we can't in our own humanness, he comes himself to live within us, to be the great comforter, the great helper, the great paracletos, the, and, and lead and guide us so that when we say, like an instructor on the range, um, two clicks left, one click uh, up, elevation, windage, we get that, and all of a sudden, all right, at your at your at your mark, boom, and you pull the trigger, and it hits the bullseye. You want to talk about? You feel great about that, right? Any rookie or any. Uh, 25-year veteran that's got to go qualify for a week through the year or whatever, they're going to feel great about that. But you didn't do that by yourself. There you go. You had to have an instructor. And in, in, in here again, that's the, that's the, the great reveal right. is 
where we get stuck is we think we got to do it all by ourselves. And when we try to do it that way, by the way, we will fail every time. And then when we fail, right, then we blame ourselves. We blame others. We do all these other things. But the great news is you're never by yourself. Therefore, you don't have to do it by yourself. That's right. You call upon his name. You follow his commands. And if you mess up, you get back up and you try again. you try again. Did did you ever see in the academy or have you ever seen in your years of law enforcement in the academy or going to qualify where officers just break down on the range and say, you're just so mean to me. You told me I, I hit below the target. Now I got to turn my scope. My scope was just fine. I don't know why you have to mess with my scope all the time. Why are you picking on me? Why are you telling me I got to adjust my scope? Why don't you adjust your instructing? Yeah, they're generally gone after that. Right. <laughs> what, 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 you know, my bishop was a, uh, uh, taught sniper school for the Marines out in San Diego. And, and he said this many times. I've never, ever had a, a, a Marine get mad and storm off the range because I, he said, I trained highly proficient people to handle and protect our nation and national security. Yeah. I've never had one of them ever get mad at me because I corrected them so they could hit the mark. Well, when people believe that the corrective action is for their benefit, right, Thank and you. to help them... They're always going to be receiving that. That's the, what that's that's what we're talking about right today. Here. That's the right. comforter comes alongside of you and helps us and keeps us strong and keeps us moving in the right direction. Can you, uh, because we talked about this, but if you go up to uh, verse twenty-three, um, here here's the point that we were just talking about. They're not suggestions; they're commands for how to live life, right? Yep. Now, one of the uh, disciples that was there around Jesus, Uh-oh. they said, "How are we gonna? How how are you gonna manifest yourself to us? How are you gonna? And and, and not this world that's not that's choosing not to see you. Right? What Jesus says there, he says, "If anyone loves me, come on, he will keep my word. That's right. His word, love God, love your neighbors, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home." With him. With him. That's Come right. Come alongside him. Whoever does not love me, does not keep my words, turns their back on me. Care. Right? Sin. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. That's right. So he's telling you. And, and, and so the Father sent him, and then he goes away so that the Spirit can be sent to us. That's right. And it's given to us free of charge. Yep. Free of charge. <laughs> he's already paid it. Right? That's right. It's already paid for it. That so, is right. Hey, I'll tell you, what a great and powerful uh, thing to share today. What an awesome thing to share today. Well, it's a blessing. And, it is. Um, you know, it, uh, it's, a, it's a blessing to me uh, to, to, to remind ourselves of these yeah. great truths and to remind ourselves that, you know, we're, we're never deserted. We're never abandoned. We're never abandoned. And, I, and some of you uh, watching today, you may... You may have some questions still about what we were talking about today, because yeah. we brought up a, a pretty, that's a pretty deep subject, right? Absolutely. But we're not afraid of a no. deep subject. We're not shallow people. Well, everybody wants to talk so, about the warrior spirit and the spirit of the officers and right. all these other things. Hey, this is the spirit of God that he sent to help you. That's right. You want to talk successful. about being a strong warrior, you can't get much stronger than the great King David. 
It's the range who is instructor. A powerful. That's right. That's it's right. the range instructor. Getting you dialed in. So if you have a question, uh, there's sections underneath our podcast. You hit the subscribe button, hit yeah. that bell. Uh, I mean, come on, share the views. But really, we'd also love to hear from you. So if you want to send us a question to, to, to answer about yeah. this, we'd love to answer it. Yeah, and I think people would see if they look in previous episodes, we're we're pretty routine in replying to comments that sure. are made on there personally. Yeah. And then, you know, if, if you've got a question, then we might be able to answer it in the comments, but it also may be something that we can answer in a future podcast. I would love to do that. And speak yeah. directly to that question yeah. and, and that thought and concern. I think it's great. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit. I am too. Oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> he has saved my life literally so many times. And I know we got to go. It's been a great podcast. But, um, guys, we love you. Rick and I are thankful that you are watching we pray over these every every day and, and our heart and life. We're, we're just doing this because we love you. Uh, you know, we looked at each other, and the mm. bigger this thing got, we just kept looking at it going, we just wanted to talk to some coppers. But all the stuff you have to do in order to do that and protect what we do mm-hmm. so that it doesn't get abused or uh, messed with. Well, and it, it remains available. And it remains available. That's right. Um, but our heart is for officers to help them love on them and to touch them every day because uh, we live we're in the world that's right so um hey i hope you enjoyed it let us know how you're doing uh shoot us a comment i hope our uh our coppers are safe watch over each other good partners uh watch their six and uh keep it moving forward and don't forget to wear your paraclete <laughs> Hey, I love you, my friend. appreciate you. Love you too, brother. It's always a joy. Bless you.